So through the process of COVID and the development of vaccines, we've heard of this thing called mRNA. And indeed, there are a few people in the world who've developed some elaborate conspiracies in regard to it. So uh, to help us uh, understand what it actually is and what's the real story, um, we have Dr. Jared McKenna, who will do what he does best, which is to explain to us ordinary folks uh, what's what's happening with this mysterious bit of science? Thanks for your time again, Jared. Not a problem, Paul. Glad to be here. Happy to uh, explain the mysteries and some of that uh, yeah confusing stuff that's out there all about mRNA and what it is and what it's all about. <laughs> and perhaps what it's not. But what it is, um, it is something to do with genetics. We know that much. Yes, so I promise that I'll make this as uh, easy to understand as possible. Uh, genetics was never something that I um, had very good lectures or good talks about in school or university. So hopefully I'm going to improve on uh, improve on my own experiences as, as a student. So um, yes, mRNA is, is definitely a big part of um, genetics and a big part of what makes who we are and who or what any living organism is, really. It's in every living organism that has DNA. It will also have RNA. Um, and DNA is essentially the double-stranded version of RNA. So there's only one um, strand with RNA. Um, and that makes it a little bit um, less stable than DNA is. So DNA is probably the most important thing you have in your whole body. So they want to make your body wants to make sure that it's all... Um, stable and reliable and it's not going to be um, damaged uh, in any way. So it's kind of wrapped up nice and tight and then RNA is kind of the opposite of that. It's kind of dispensable. So it can sort of make a bunch of it and send it off to do its jobs and then if it breaks down, it breaks down. It doesn't really matter because we'll just make some more from the DNA. Um, so they are both also made up of the same sort of building block, which is called an, a nucleotide, which is essentially a type of sugar. Um, but RNA actually, of those four nucleotides, one of them is different with RNA. And the only reason for that really is to make it a little bit more stable, make it last that little bit longer once it's been made. Um, so that's the basic kind of structural stuff out of the way, I think. Okay, so the, the N in DNA and uh, um, mRNA, the N bit is this nucleotide. Am I, did I catch that correct? It's, it stands for nucle nucleic acid, so that, that plays a part in it, but it essentially means that your, acid, your your DNA is actually an acid. It's weird to think of things like this, you know, your sugar, your, your DNA is made of sugar and it's an acid, um, <laughs> but that's essentially what it is. Um, RNA has a slightly different makeup to DNA, that's the deoxyribonucleic acid is DNA, and ribonucleic acid is RNA, so slightly different. Um, structure there and again it's to do with stability and its role there. So the role of mRNA, uh, what is that? So the way that I sort of like to think about it is uh, I'm a big baker so I like to sort of try and make metaphors and analogies to things to make them <laughs> more relatable to myself. Um, so I like to think of DNA as your recipe book or your cookbook um, and your RNA or mRNA specifically um, is kind of a recipe or a photocopy of a recipe. Um, and then 
further down the line, um, a protein is the cake that's resulted from that recipe. Um, so essentially what that breaks down, if we go back into the genetics world, is that when the DNA is, is read, um, what's what's called is, is, is happening is um, RNA transcription. So you, the DNA is being read and then an RNA strand will be made alongside of it. And that process is called transcription. Um, and that will be making yep, that single stranded copy of the DNA. Um, or essentially that recipe from that cookbook. You're sort of photocopying a recipe out of there um, to figure out what to make, what dessert to make. So now that you've got your mRNA, um, M, the M in RNA also stands for messenger. So there's a couple of different types of RNA out there, um, but mRNA is the one that you, you get straight from DNA transcription. And its job, you can probably guess from the name, is that it sends messages um, throughout the cell. So while there are yeah, a few different types out there, mRNA's job is to head after it's been made, to head out of the nucleus into a different structure in the cell that builds proteins, and that's called a ribosome. Um, so they've passed on the specific message to build a specific type of protein into that ribosome, and that's called translation. So the DNA is transcribed to RNA, RNA is translated into a protein. So hopefully I haven't lost anyone yet. Everyone's still with me. <laughs> but the I... DNA is the cookbook. The R RNA is the recipe. And I guess the ribosome is the oven. And the protein is, is the cake. So just like there's thousands of types of cakes you can make out there, there's thousands of, di of different types of proteins too that make up who we are. Um, and mRNA has a role in making every single one of them. So it's a very important role they have. Uh, and then the the protein then sort of is is what makes the rest of us up. I mean, so the different sorts of proteins go to do, doing different tasks in the body, creating different organs, making them work, and so on and so forth. Absolutely, they're they're really one of the most important um, macronutrients. Is is what we sort of um, frame them as when we're talking about food and what we eat. Um, because yeah, the proteins are the building blocks of what of what make us um, who we are. They are incredibly important roles, and in, um, not just structure of of cells and organs, but also communicating between cells and organs and transporting other things. Often you'll have a protein, and then there's something tagged on tagged onto it as well. So if the protein gets into the cell, whatever's tagged on will also get into the cell. Um, so yeah, very very important things, and mRNA has got a hand in all of it. So then, what then does the mRNA, or, or how then is the mRNA involved in the vaccines? It it's somehow created uh, and takes a message, like the the word says. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that. It's just sort of harnessing the way that mRNA works um, inside of a virus, and then trying to replicate that in a safe way in people. So uh, I'm sure our listeners over the years have heard of the term or the spike protein before. It's probably been on the media and the news and stuff everywhere. Um, but if they haven't, it's essentially a type of protein um, that sits on the surface of the COVID virus. And its job primarily is to allow it to penetrate into a cell, um, which is obviously bad news. Um, but that same protein also induces a very large and quick immune response. Um, from the host that it's been infected, whether that's a, a cat or a person or whatever it is. 
Um, so while that spike protein is bad news for helping the virus get into the cell, it's also kind of good news because it lets the immune system, lets us know that it's around. So it's kind of a good, good and a bad situation um, because once it's sort of been detected, the body can start to ramp up its defense and try to kill the virus before it gets out of control. Um, Be because I, like I, every other... Sorry, because the, the, the body is used to this... The, the danger of, that's offered by this spike protein. So the body sees this spike protein and says, oops, that's danger. I'll, I'd better deal with yep. it. Yeah, exactly. So the point is that um, that protein, as soon as it recognizes that protein, the immune system jumps into action and is like, oh God, okay, let's, 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 get, let's sort of, you know, kick into gear here and try and get rid of it. Um, so just like every other protein in the body, um, in order to make that protein, there needs to be a strand of mRNA that tells the cells how to make it. Um, so what's incredible is that um, just recently, actually, I think it was maybe a month or two ago, um, the chief scientific officer for Moderna, which is one of the um, vaccines available to us for COVID, um, has said that once they found out which of those proteins um, was the one that was allowing COVID to go into cells and cause that disease, um, it only took them an hour to actually make the mRNA that would make that spike protein, which is incredibly quick um, to think about it. So if you remember back to my analogy, my cake analogy, the DNA's got the recipes, the mRNA then sends those recipes off to make the protein um, in that ribosome, that, that protein cake. Um, so how that would work in the body um, as a vaccine is that by giving someone a dose of that um, that specific mRNA that would make that spike protein, um, our cells are actually able to make that exact protein or even just part of the protein. You don't even need the whole thing, just enough of it that the body is able to recognize. Um, and that will elicit that same immune response. So it will put our immune system on watch. Um, and this doesn't give you the disease. It doesn't make you uh, test positive to COVID because it's only the, it's the recipe to make the protein. It's actually nothing else that you get from COVID, um, just the recipe to make one protein. And that's not the part that is actually toxic to you. It's just the part that tells your body that here's the virus. Um, so by able to sort of make or convince your body to make the same protein that COVID, that the COVID virus has, um, it's just going to be patrolling 24-7, ready to fight it off whenever it um, sort of comes about. So if you are infected with um, coronavirus at some point, your body is already on watch and already um, to sort of tackle it, really. So it's a kind of nifty little trick. And I suppose one of the things that the, the sort of conspiracy theorists came up with is because this is somehow to do with genetics, it would somehow impact on, on our genetics if it was introduced to the body. But that's not true, is it? No, it is not true. Yes. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very common fear because we're getting very good at, you know, editing our genetics and using things like CRISPR, which is becoming a very common technique. Everybody's sort of getting a little bit more aware of some of those tools that we have. But by giving ourselves um, mRNA, um, it actually doesn't affect our own DNA at all. All that mRNA does is tell us to make that one protein. And once it started to make that protein, um, the mRNA actually gets broken down very quickly which is why we have to have things like boosters um, or we have to have different types of vaccines over time um, because eventually that mRNA that we've been given is all been broken down. Um, and once, even if we have a 
mRNA of something like coronavirus, it can't really go back from mRNA into DNA and then change our DNA or genome in some way. And, you know, that a, a sci-fi movie that would, <laughs> that would, I'm sure, take this off in stride. But um, very, very safe and, um, yeah, nothing to worry about. Uh, and finally, um, the, the sort of good news is, along with all of this, is that, uh, as you mentioned, Moderna um, and uh, I think it's Monash have come to an agreement to establish a, 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 a I, I'm use, going to use the term laboratory, but that might be wrong, um, to, to actually um, <laughs> develop more mRNA and associated vaccines and I guess other things that they can do with mRNA. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was announced um, last year by the Victorian government um, that they were going to invest $50 million, I think it was, to establish essentially um, an mRNA like task force um, within Victoria. Uh, so it's an initiative that's led by um, world-class RNA um, uh, labs all around the state. Um, so... Uh, I think Dan Andrews also announced it recently. There was going to be a $15 million um, uh, donation towards setting up like a hub, a, a, an mRNA innovation hub. That's um, like you said, it's going to be run by some of the big the big players. Moderna is going to have a big play in that. Um, Peter Doherty Institute, Monash and Melbourne University. So some of the best labs and mines um, uh, in the state and, and, and labs in the state as well. So it's going to be um, pretty incredible. And yeah, they, they're looking a lot into what we can do with mRNA because the idea of mRNA has been a lot around for a long time and using it for vaccines has also been around for a long time. We've only just recently done it um, and done it very, very successfully. So it's been thought of for probably about 40 or 50 years, um, but it's taken that long to actually get... Um, to the shelves really which um is the way science is everything has to be found um to be incredibly safe and we need to know every little bit and piece of what we're going to do um before it reaches um us in the clinic or us at the chemist warehouse something like that so it's a lot of work to get where we are um but yeah there's there's they're aiming to develop new mrna technologies to make things like mrna vaccines more effective cheaper faster to produce um, and as alternatives to traditional vaccines, which do still work. Um, but this new information and technology that we have with making mRNA vaccines is already proving to be very efficient and very, um, very quick to make and, and obviously also very safe. So we really want to sort of put some money behind that and see where it can take us. Um, so the mRNA vaccines um, generally... Um, require far less of the actual virus as well to to make the vaccine from whereas a traditional virus traditional vaccine generally requires you to have that virus and culture it and grow it in a lab for quite some time and study it a lot and try to pick it apart and see how you can tackle it whereas the mrna vaccine requires far less and you can do it um far quicker as well so you can sequence the genome so you can take all their dna and lay it out in a, in a big line and know exactly where every little bit and piece is and once that's done you can essentially send that information all over the world um you can it can be done in america they can sequence the genome in america send us the sequence um in melbourne um and that will be you know instantly because of the internet and then someone can get cracking straight away on making a vaccine so it's very very quick um, and uh, like I said earlier with Moderna, once they know what that protein of interest is, it only it can only take an hour before they've got that mRNA that can make that protein. So 
it's a lot quicker and a lot cheaper than how we've made vaccines before. So it's pretty exciting and um, where it could take us. And they're, they're even thinking that this technology could um, have uses in a whole bunch of different diseases and conditions like muscular dystrophy, um, Alzheimer's disease, and even HIV. Last month, a, a team of researchers in the US actually published a, a, an article um, in Nature, which is one of the best or most respected journals in the world, um, showing that mRNA vaccines, I think it was Pfizer in, in particular, um, was very useful at this, but it was actually um, used to wake up um, HIV that's been hiding in some cells. So um, this is something that's really important because they could often test negative to HIV because it's sort of dormant. You didn't really know it was there, um, but these vaccines can somehow wake up the HIV and and um, alert you that you've actually got it and you can get treatment earlier and things like that. So um, looking at ways to tease HIV out of the cells using things like vaccines, um, super cutting edge stuff. Um, and it's really, really exciting, I think, for modern medicine where we can go with mRNA. So watch this space for sure. Uh, and uh, part of, I suppose, something that... that uh we're kind of vaguely aware of, but that uh, for reasons that are not absolutely clear to me, Victoria and Australia in general has uh, developed a particular sort of um, niche, for want of a better term, in, in medicine, medical research. We, we seem to have somehow got very good at, uh, at this, and this is kind of part of, of that really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're trying to bolster the, the you know, expertise that we already have. Um, and the, the unis that I listed, like Monash and Peter Doherty and Melbourne Uni, um, are world leaders in, um, in medicine and health sciences. Um, so we've got a lot of great minds here. So putting more money behind them um, is, it, it can only lead to good things. And a wonderful place 